Welcome to the Wonder Woman Club podcast. We bring you conversations that will inspire, empower, and educate you to thrive both in business and in life. My name is Vash Naidu, and I'm your host, an intuitive fempreneur coach and the founder of the Wonder Woman Club, a global community of phenomenal women doing phenomenal things in the world. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Wonder Woman podcast. Uh, today, we have a very special guest, as we always do, Larissa Maloney. And we are going to be talking about a really um, adventurous spirit who decided to start a business during the pandemic. And I love the story um, because it has so much heart behind it. So welcome to the podcast, Larissa, and thank you for joining us. And would you tell us a little bit more about your background and where you started um, for our podcast guest? Sure. Thanks for having me. I so appreciate it. So yes, I'm Larissa Maloney. Um, where I started my journey? Well, I guess I'll start. Um, I live in Florida. I live in Florida now. I was born in Buffalo, New York, and um, I grew up. I grew up in Florida, so I come from a background of very competitive, athletic people. <laughs> my mom <laughs> and my dad. And my brother, um, we all grew up playing sports and my parents played at a very high level. And so did my brother. And um, so, yeah, I went to high school in Florida and I played three sports. I played volleyball, basketball, and I ran track. And um, that landed me a volleyball scholarship to a school in South Florida called Lynn University, where I went there and I majored in communications and um, film, drama, and broadcasting. I specialized in, and I played collegiate volleyball there for four years. Um, after I graduated, I ended up playing on tour, uh, traveling around the country, playing professional beach volleyball. Um, that was absolutely wonderful. I got to travel around and do something that I love and, you know, visit beaches <laughs> all across the country <laughs> and obviously work hard and, you know, try to, um, yeah, win some tournaments and all of that good stuff. Um, after, well, actually, when I met my husband, that is when I stopped um, playing on tour because we started a family. And um, I have two kiddos and I have another kiddo on the way. He is due in June. So in June, we will have three crazy kiddos in the house. <laughs> that's exciting. It really is. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Well, it sounds like you've had a phenomenal career. I mean, getting to tour and doing what you love, that's, that's like everything all wrapped up in one big bowl, right? Um, getting to go to countries and enjoying the beach. I mean, who doesn't love a good beach? <laughs> so um, I, I actually, I used to play volleyball as well in school um, and I, I hoped to have gotten to that level, but unfortunately life didn't take me um, down that path. Um, so I didn't get to be as athletic, athletically um, successful, I guess, in that way. Um, but your, the biggest story I think is what you've done during the pandemic and, and the reasons why you've done this. And you've, you are the founder of um, Active Active Kids 2.0, and for me, I wanna I wanna know how did this come about, and why? What made you think during the pandemic? You know what? I'm gonna do this because most people are really fearful. It's like, oh, it's so unsettling. We don't know what's gonna happen, and we play it safe. So tell us more. 
So yes, it is a crazy and wild story, but I love it. It is, it's so fun because I get to impact and empower uh, kids every day now. Um, when my kiddos were, were born, I wanted to make sure that I was with them um, for the first couple of years of their lives. Um, I didn't want to work full time and, you know, send them off to daycare. Um, I really wanted just to make sure to be there for, you know, all of those moments and teaching them and developing them for the first couple of years. So I was able to do that. And I started a volleyball club academy as well. So I got to create my own schedule and I got to be with my kiddos. So it was a win-win situation. When my kiddos were at the age um, for, you know, going to school full time, a full day, that's when I finally thought, you know, okay, now it's time to transition back into the workforce, back full time. Um, so I thought, well, how about I combine my passions of coaching and mentoring kids and um, go into teaching? So that's what I did. I, um, I teach at a local private school and I teach their personal fitness classes. So while I, or while I teach the personal fitness classes, um, I'm at the school as the volleyball coach too. So it was really combining two passions in one. Um, last, last March, I went through what every person in the world, you know, in the world went through, but especially teachers. We literally had a meeting on a Friday and the principal sat us down and said, you know, I wanted to have this emergency meeting because I think that it's probably not going to happen, but I think that we're going to, we might go virtual, probably not, but I just want to give you guys the heads up. And I didn't think anything of it. I just said, you know, yeah, right. You know, the whole world's not going to shut down. And then literally hours later, we get an email saying, we're going fully virtual. You guys need to figure it out. Wow. <laughs> so it was literally, okay, so how am I going to make this work? I have about 75 students in my personal fitness class. What does that look like? Um, how am I going to teach personal fitness virtually and still make it, you know, fun and engaging for the kids? Um, so I literally sat down, I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff and I said, you know, on Mondays, maybe I'll have them do a run and they'll tell me the time. On Tuesdays, they'll do arms and abs. On Wednesdays, this, Thursday, this, whatever. And then I sat down and I looked at that paper and I literally said, okay, they are going to hate this. Like, this is horrible. It's boring and it's not fun. It's not how I am when I teach my sessions. Um, my sessions are very, very structured. Um, they are having a lot of fun, but they're learning at the same time. And uh, so I threw that away. So I thought, how about I get a little bit more creative? I said, how about I do cardio strength workouts live with them. So they still feel like they're engaged. They still feel like they're with me and they still feel like they're a part of, you know, my community, my, you know, active family. Um, so a friend of mine actually said, you know, she teaches health classes at a local high school as well. And she said, what do you plan on, plan on doing? And I said, I'm just going to stream it live on YouTube and I'm going to do workouts. We're, we're all going to do it together. And she said, can my kids come too? Yeah, sure. It's, you know, it's <laughs> going to be on YouTube. So it's going to be out there. Um, yeah, go ahead and join. And um, 
I also put it on one of the public forums just because obviously I saw that someone else was struggling to come up with ideas. So I put it on the public forum as well. So that Monday morning came, I decided to do it Monday through Friday, every day at the same time, 9 a.m. That Monday morning came and um, I have about 75 kids. So when I started off doing the warm up, there were about 15 kids online that you can, that I could see, right? So I was like, okay, all right, guys, I have a lot more kids than this. So you guys better, yeah. you know, hurry it up. Here it is, 9, 10. And I started at nine o'clock, right? So I'm doing my warm up. And then once I complete my warm up, I look back at the new at the computer. And then all of a sudden the numbers just elevate and dramatically. And it was 15. And then it went to 50. And then it went to 100. And then 300, 500, 1,000. It went to 7,000 thousand kids in my first day so I was obviously I was shocked you know I didn't know who these you know who they were but um yeah it, it was absolutely crazy and I literally did that every day of the the rest of the school year so over three months um Monday through Friday at the same time and I literally were getting messages from schools, from teachers, from students um, saying how much they, you know, loved the workouts, loved what I was doing. And it's become tradition in their household that we do these workouts every day. And it's not just them doing it. It's their sister, their brother, their mom, their dad, their grandma, because obviously everybody in that time that beginning of the pandemic where everything was so unknown and every day was so it had just like this eerie feeling and they said that you know what you're doing is has just been the glue to keeping us together at home so I really built a community and I got to shout out you know kids on you know kids every day and they would say can you shout out my school can you shout out my teacher shout me out you know and uh, it, it really built a community in such a short span of time. So that was, uh, I did it for about three and a half months. And what I did for the last week, I asked, I said, you know, summer's coming and school's, you know, ending. What do you guys want to do? Do you want to continue these workouts? What's, you know, what are you feeling? And then again, I got floods of emails saying, you can't stop, you know, you, you just can't, you know. So I said, well, oh my goodness, I can't. And obviously figuring out that there is a huge need for this and um, I needed to do something to make this bigger than just me. So this is exactly where Active Kids 2.0 was born. And I expanded it and I did it in a pretty short amount of time too. Um, I think that's the athlete in me when I'm challenged with something, I always step up to the challenge and I, um, I get it done. So Active Kids 2.0 today is a full online platform and we have classes um, such as karate, we do boxing, we do jazz, we do ballet, we do cheer, we do gymnastics. Um, We're adding in sports and nutrition and all of this uh, great stuff. And yeah, that's where it is today. It's grown leaps and bounds in such a short space of time. I mean, that is just phenomenal. I mean, if if, if I were you and I had 7,000 people show up on my video, I think I would have cracked. I think I would have just like, you know, just been like, oh my God, I can't do this. Like, I'm like, I would have been overwhelmed because, you know, you, you have the intention and then all of a sudden to see that um, rise. I mean, that was a win itself. Um, I think from that moment, 
I guess you would have known that this is going to be something big um, and it's going to take you somewhere. How did you, how did you go from that process of recognizing you have to do something to scale this and create this? How did you find partners and collaborators and people to work with? Because that, that is a tough space as well, you know, to get people to buy into your vision and to get them to actually go down this road with you, with the unknowns in place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, everything that I do, I mean, a lot of it's word of mouth, um, even in our marketing, um, it's all just been organic and that's really how we've scaled the business. Um, in order to get, you know, our coaches and I've hired the top, top coaches in each field. Um, it was hard. It was hard trying to, you know, find the perfect person. But when, when I met that person, I, the vetting process was, was pretty unique as well because I have the perfect test subjects at home. I had, you know, at the time my kids were four and five, five and six, maybe four and five. And they would do, I would have them send in, um, the coach send in a sample workout and my kids would do the sample workout. And if they were engaged, if they enjoyed it, then that candidate got to move on to the next step. So yeah, yeah. that's, that's a pretty smart way to do it because I think kids are so honest as well, right? Like they're not going to think yeah. about anything else behind that. And that's a, that's an amazing test subject. I think, <laughs> I think kids, yeah, if you could ask kids a lot of questions, they'll tell you the truth. Um, in, in no uncertain terms, which is amazing. <clears throat> what did you feel was for you this whole process? What was the most challenging part? Because going from being an athlete and then working in an organization, you know, a school, obviously there's very, um, you know, there's very different frameworks as to how a school operates and then moving into running your own business. What has been the biggest challenges that have started to come up for you? And what did you have to learn really quick and really fast? Well, yeah. Definitely, there's there's been a lot of challenges. Uh, a big challenge is finding that you know how people say that work life balance. Well, really for me, it's that work work balance because I'm still full time at a private school and I'm still full time running a business right now. And obviously, I have a home you know home family life. So really balancing that day to day work with my business with family life is really, really hard. And I have to make sure I'm very schedule oriented as well. So I have to make sure that I'm putting everything into the schedule and I'm making sure I'm using my time wisely. Um, if not, you know, something's just, you know, something's not going to be right. Something's going to be off. So I make sure I schedule, um, every, every day, everything throughout my day, it has to be on the schedule. Um, because I will feel off balance if it's not. Yeah, I think, you know, that's, that's something like, I think we can all get so, um, so out of sync if we don't have a plan and a schedule to work to, because if we don't know what we're doing day to day, time evades us and we get lost and we're like, oh, the overwhelm sets in because you haven't done what you need to do. So what, that's a really good topic because I hear there's so many, you know, with so many women, I hear about the time management aspect of our life and what you've described, having a job, running a business, and it's a baby business. So as a baby, it has so much, so many more needs. And also you're pregnant, you have two other kids and you have a husband that you have to dedicate time to, but not forgetting you taking care of you during all of this as well. You know, I think it's, it's one of those, those big challenges, like what, 
what do you do that helps you disconnect, you know, from different things to allow yourself to be present with your family? And then also, what do you do for yourself? Absolutely. So like I said before, I'm, I'm into routines and I also like to challenge myself as well in different ways. So in the mornings, I always start my day with a meditation. Um, and usually it's a challenge of a med meditation. So I just finished a 40 day HAR meditation challenge. So you meditate for 40 days um, and the HAR um, method is for prosperity. Um, and then maybe next month when I'm finished with this one, um, I will start another, you know, another guided meditation challenge or a breathing challenge or something like that, just to, uh, keep that routine. And and definitely that is my time for myself. And that's as soon as I wake up in the morning, that's what I do. And then obviously, you know, it doesn't last long because I have two kiddos at home. I have my husband, you know, here as well. So, but I do make sure I get those 10 minutes in the morning to refocus, you know, focus on myself and um, refresh for the day. Um, but going into work and doing all of that, it's really go, go, go. There's not really much time to <laughs> take a breath or take a breather. So when I get home, I do have to do um, work for the other business. So while I'm doing my work for the other business, my kids are sitting right next to me and they're doing their schoolwork. So if I'm doing my work and they need help, you know, with their schoolwork, we're working with each other in that way. And that's become routine for us. Um, and then after I usually stop my day right at 4.30 or five o'clock and then I'm done, I close it up, I put everything away. And then that's time for you know, me and my kids, we do, you know, we like to play board games or we, we might go outside, they might have soccer practice, or we might go outside and, you know, play soccer or basketball. And then, you know, and then we have our dinner time together. If I'm cooking my little girl, she likes to do it with me. And, um, and then we have, my husband comes home and then they, my husband does the bedtime routine with them. So we do have this structure that um, we follow throughout the day. That's, um, I think that's the, the ideal scenario that if you have that plan and it goes to plan. So you being a mom, when the plan isn't working, what do you do? <laughs> that I'm sure happens many times, right? Um, so what's, what's your go-to? How do you pull yourself back in? How do you get centered? How do you get grounded again? Because I think there'll be listeners out there that are like, okay, it sounds amazing. I think I have that in like schedule in my life, but it doesn't always work. So what's your tools and tips on how to do that? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, ideally that would, that would work every day or that would be the plan for every day. But no, when, you know, my little one comes, comes home, my husband picks them up and drops them off home. And she is like out of sorts, she's crying and there's a breakdown. So obviously I need to stop what I'm doing and tend to that. So I feel like, I always focus on really being present in the moment. So if something is happening and something needs my attention, it is okay. And, mm -hmm. you know, telling myself and knowing that it's okay to close it down early or, you know, to adjust to the circumstances um, is always the best anyway. You know, you're only going to get more and more frustrated if you kind of just try and, you know, try to you know, combat the, whatever the situation is really, really quick. 
and then get back to whatever you have going on. You know, make sure you're putting your focus on whatever's going on in that present moment because all of this work stuff that you have, it's always going to be there, <laughs> you know, but that time with your kids and um, their needs are, are really priceless and you want to make sure that you're there present with them when they need you. Yeah. I love, I love that approach because we, we can obviously sometimes just miss moments because we're so caught up with everything else that's going on and we miss those moments. And then before you know it, especially with kids, the time, the time moves really fast when you have kids as well. Um, with, with what you experience and what you're going through, I think, it's a, I think it's a very pertinent question to ask is a lot of moms experience guilt and guilt in many ways. Like, you know, if they're not, if they're working on their business, they're not tending to their kids or if they, you know, like for yourself, you're going to a job and then you're working on your business and you're trying to build that balance. Uh, what's what's your approach to that? I mean, do you feel a sense of guilt at times and how do you deal with that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I hear it all the time and I feel it. I don't feel it all the time, but that, you know, that mom guilt and it does, it creeps in, um, especially, you know, when you have, you know, a kid that's not really, you know, on the verge of a breakdown, but like my daughter the other day, like she is obsessed with the the card game Uno. So, you know, she knows that I, you know, I have to do maybe like an hour of work or an hour and a half of work when she gets home. But she was just, you know, mommy, mommy, let's play Uno, let's play Uno, let's play Uno, you know? And I said, I really had a deadline where I had to get this, you know, um, one of the tasks done for the day. And it was just one of those things where I had to say, I have to get this done. So, you know, but she, you know, I gave her a book and, you know, she was okay reading the book, but you still feel, you know, bad in that moment of, well, I mean, she only wanted to play a game of Uno, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but usually with her, one game turns into five games. So, but, you know, making sure you choose your battles and, you know, if it's not, so urgent then you know maybe you can you know slip in the task but if you feel you know if you get that you know feeling in your in your gut that okay now is the time to put it away and to uh really you know give your son daughter that attention just in that moment just for doesn't have to be long but that 15 minutes really goes a long way especially for uh the younger kiddos yeah i think that's that's the thing it's like for i think for a, a parent whether it's a mom or a dad and if you are the parent that is the main caregiver and taking care of the kids most of the time like those like five minute breaks those 10 minute breaks actually like means so much to you in that time like you'll accomplish so much more because you value time so much as well and you you make every second literally count because you're like well I've got 10 minutes to do this and it has to get done in 10 minutes and then I've got to do whatever I need to do um I think one of the one of the the, the skill sets you have that I think a lot of people would love to learn from is your time management and your scheduling and how that because that's, that's such a great strategy to have. And a lot of us, we fall prey to not having the strategy or falling, we try something new and then we go, you know, it works for a while, then we stop and we go back to our habits. Um, and it's like, how, how do you do that? What are the tips that you use? What are the tools that you use in, in really planning your time and then sticking to it? How would somebody learn how to do that from you? Well, you know, I really have to give credit to being a collegiate athlete and 
um, you really have to know how to manage your time being an athlete in college um, on top of obviously being a student. It's extremely hard. So we literally had morning workouts, 5 a.m. And then we had classes all day. And then we had our second, you know, our second workout <laughs> for actual practice, you know, and then you're coming home exhausted. And then you have piles and piles of homework to do. So in order to survive, you had to come up with a plan for yourself because if not, you would sink. And my first semester in college, I remember feeling so out of whack. Like usually in school, I work extremely hard. It doesn't come that easy to me. It came easy to my brother, unfortunately, but not to me. So I had to work really hard in school. But um, adding volleyball and working out and trying to be the best athlete that you can be into an equation of trying to be the best student that you can be, it was so hard. It was so hard. And that first semester of college, I've, I got a C in a class. I think I almost got a D in a class. I was, I was going crazy. I was like, what is going on? But obviously um, you have to learn fast. You have to learn quick because literally if you don't have the grades, your scholarship is on the line, as well as if you're not performing on the court, your scholarship is on the line. So it was like, okay, I need to figure this out and I need to figure it out fast. So um, the good thing about college as well was they had, you know, resources to help you. So they had counselors and things like that to help you kind of stay on track. And at Lynn University, they had, you know, um, classes that helped with time management. And that really, really helped me as well. So some of those tips that I learned from my freshman year in college and playing sports and um, obviously being a student, I transitioned to um, how I am today and how I, you know, do my, you know, have my business and how I, um, yeah, go about my day. And that's, I really am a big um, planner person. So I, I have, I think I have three planners. <laughs> I have three planners. I mean, that's like pretty accurate, right? Um, <laughs> I have three planners and they're all just, you know, scribbled, scribble the whole, they're full, full of stuff. But I think um, developing your own method and something that works for you is important. So if you are trying to emulate somebody else just because it works for them, probably won't work. So trying out new things and trying um, to see what works for you and maybe combining different you know, people's strategies is um, the best way. But I could not live without a planner. And so every morning I make sure I put down a to-do list of what I need to do. And then if I have something on the schedule, I put that down in the planner too for blocked out times. And um, yeah, that's, that's my lifesaver really having a planner. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the, that is something we miss so much as well when we don't have a plan um, and we were like, we know what we need to do, but if it's not written down, if there's no structure to it, it is just going to like, it'll topple you in so many ways and you'll fall behind on so many different things, especially when you have it's not only your your business, it's your kids and it's activities that you need to do. And it's like simple things like you need to go to the shop. Um, you know, it's like all those things actually become part of the list as well. Um, that you're like, oh yeah, I've got all these things to do for the business. And you're like, I forgot to get 
food, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, it's normal stuff. Um, so I think, I think planning is such an important um, strategy that we need to learn. And like you said, learn what works best for you um, and, and definitely plan more towards that. Um, and I think definitely your experience and work in, in being an athlete and going through that really difficult process of both trying to get your grades at a level that it needed to be for your scholarship and also excelling on the field, that has built your resilience and tenacity to a whole new level. And um, I think in some ways, I wish I just had that experience so I can have that level of dedication and commitment. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, I, I admire, I admire athletes a lot um, because that's like, it's, it's, it's tremendous what you put your, what your body goes through, but also what your mind goes through because it's a whole new level. Um, so I think that's amazing. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we have loved having you and I'm so excited about what you're doing and how it's impacting kids. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the important thing with it's the next generation and how we can teach them how to still take care of themselves. And that's, you know, just that, that exercise element is one part of it, but what they're creating within their mindset is a whole new level as well. So that's such a great piece of work you are doing in the world. Um, so thank you for doing that. And, um, and thank you for joining the podcast. I appreciate you so much. And I loved having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And we'll hopefully do this again soon. <laughs> <laughs>